What's up, everybody, and welcome to the show. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to talk to you guys about Ready Nutrition. So, Ready Nutrition is for athletes who love to outwork the odds. They're a sports nutrition brand that not only has great products, but more importantly, has a great message. And that is why I'm super grateful to be working with them. Anyone that knows me knows that I am very particular about what I put into my body. I want minimal ingredients, no sugar, all natural and high protein foods that help fuel my workouts and my day. And Ready Nutrition is exactly that. They have a full line of supplements like protein powder, protein bars, protein puffs, and my personal favorite, their protein water. The Ready Protein Water is one of the most unique items I've ever seen. There is no sugar, 1 gram of carbs, 0 grams of fat, and 15 grams of protein per bottle. They are an amazing pre- or post-workout drink or just whenever you need a snack with an extra protein. And they taste amazing. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I spend a lot of time in the gym on a day-to-day basis. I don't always have time to grab you know, something to eat, whether that's a meal or whether that's even a bar. You know, so just being able to have these protein waters on hand and be able to drink them throughout the workout and throughout my day, it really, really helps fuel me and helps me bring that energy that I know the players I'm working with need and feed off of. I want, I, I, whenever I work with a brand, I want to make sure that I believe in not only what they offer in terms of products, but more importantly, the values they hold and the message they try to send. Hard work conquers all, and it's not about where you start, it's about where you finish. So today I'm very happy to announce that I have a special offer for all my listeners. If you go to teamready.com, that's teamready, T-E-A-M-R-E-A-D-Y.com, and use the referral code ANTHONYP20, that's going to save you 20% off your entire first order. And then once you guys go back, because I know... Once you try the product, you're going to be hooked on the product. You're going to be hooked on the brand, hooked on the message. Each time you guys order from TeamReady.com, use the referral code ANTHONYP20. And that just will help them understand that I sent you. That'll be you guys supporting me, and that'll help me out a ton. So I really, really appreciate you know your guys' support. Um, I, I can't recommend this product enough. If you guys try it, I'd love to know what you think. You know, let me know on all social media uh, how you guys enjoy it. Um, my personal favorites of the protein water would probably be, you know, the cotton candy grape, the orange mango. They also have a a line of energy protein water. So there's energy, uh, all natural energy, built in, 125 milligrams per bottle, and that is another thing that I drink a lot as I'm going gym to gym or workout to workout. Again, if I don't have that that luxury of being able to sit down and have a meal. So I appreciate you guys and your support. Like I said, head to teamready.com and try the products. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Today I have Coach Peter Fusilero joining me, and I really, really think you guys are going to enjoy this episode. We dove into you know, his coaching background, his coaching journey, as well as um, personal improvement things, player development things, everything, you know, in between that. And um, Coach Peter Fusilero is currently a graduate assistant at the University of Georgia, previously at UIC, and he dives into all that, lets you guys know kind of how he started and just kind of how he's working, you know, to get to his ultimate dream, which is being being a coach in the NBA. So, 
I really think you guys are going to enjoy this episode. I had personally had a ton of fun talking to him. Enjoy it. Coach Peter Fusilero. Yeah, so, no, Andy, I, first and foremost, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, it's always an honor when I can, you know, sit with another coach or, or a basketball mind and just talk hoops, man. So, um, you know, we, we talked about it earlier today. I was really eager for this. So, yep. um, you know, thank you again. But, yeah, so, um, like Andy said, my name is Peter Fusilero. Um from uh, Mount Prospect, Illinois, about 30 minutes outside Chicago. Um, went to a school called Prospect High School, played basketball all four years um, for a great coach, John Camardella. Um, but during that time as well, uh, you know, I'm five foot 11, little Filipino kid. Uh, you know, didn't think I'd be able to uh, play professional basketball. So I'd, I wanted to have somewhat of a backup plan. Uh, obviously, basketball was my passion and I wanted to be around it at some type of level. So I worked with this uh, EYBL team called the Mac Urban Fire um, and did all of their video. Um, in high school, like my freshman year, I started kind of getting into like the media, um, you know, just kind of have it in my back pocket and, and started getting better with it. And when I reached out to them, you know, it was just local tournaments at first, just kind of going to their practices, just, you know, promoting the program essentially. And you know, what started off as like little local NY to LA tournaments and local Chicago tournaments um, kind of snowballed into traveling all over the country with them. Got to go to, you know, Peach Jam uh, in Augusta, Vegas, um, and, uh, and a ton of other sessions across the country. So because of them, you know, it, I always say it's the reason where I am today because of the network and relationships built. Um, so kind of to to piggyback off that, obviously being with, with the EYBL team, you know, these guys are being heavily recruited. Um, you're shoulder to shoulder with, you know, some of the best coaches in college basketball and like literally me shoulder to shoulder with the video camera, you know, on the baseline with, you know, whether it's coach Calipari here and coach K or, you know, even up and coming coaches like Nate Oates, who's obviously at Alabama now, or, or Jeff Bowles, who's the head coach, uh, at Ohio. So, um, you know, met a lot of great people through that. Um, and I met Jaron Howard um, through the Mac Urban Fire as the assistant coach at Kansas. Um, you know, told me of the amazing opportunities, you know, that Kansas had to offer. Obviously, a very historic program. Um, nothing was promised. Um, but thankfully, I was able to get in the video department and kind of do what I was doing with the Mac Urban Fire as far as more so recruiting type videos. Um, and that's what I was doing for Kansas, essentially, uh, for the men and women basketball program. Uh, I was a practice player with the women's team as well. Um, you know, learned a lot from Brandon Schneider, their assistant, and then obviously learning uh, a little bit from the Kansas staff, but kind of from afar, you know, what didn't take a manager role. Um, looking back on it, you know, I wish I would, but I think the camera skill and, and that side of recruiting – uh, with the video camera was super important because I still use it to this day to help. I not only helped UIC with it a little bit, but also with, with Georgia now um, during this transition process. Um, and yeah, so you know, Kansas was a great four years, um, but also during the off season, that's when I was starting to fall in love with player development. Um, you know, whenever I went back home to Chicago, you know, I would take the video camera and help document, uh, you know, other player development coaches in our area, uh, such as Jeff Pagliaca, um, you know, he's uh, from the Chicagoland area, trains Evan Turner, Pat Bev, Frank Kaminsky, a number of NBA clientele. And just while I was filming it, I was learning. You know, I would, I'd be able to have all that footage and, and kind of use it for myself just to get a better understanding of the structure. 
Um, another great friend of mine and mentor, Stefan Martinez out of St. Louis. I would go down there uh, with him. And then we'd also, I'd travel with him to some of his pre-draft locations and, and help out and help promote his brand. And I just wanted to be a sponge and, and kind of, cause at the time, you know, I was helping out, you know, my high school team or helping out local kids in the area just to get my feet wet, you know, just to kind of get my reps. Um, and by working with them, I was starting to get a better understanding. And like I said, uh, you know, I'm a player first, always been around the game, um, use, the, use the camera to be around it and to be around the right circles. And that's kind of all come together to where I am today. So um, after Kansas, you know, I would, I guess to, to backtrack a little bit, how I got connected with UIC was Alex Bazell, who's a player, was a player development coach at the time for Pure Sweat. He was looking for guys just to help volunteer um, with him for pre-draft workouts. This is like Mo Bamba's entering the draft, Trey Young, Mo Wagner. Um, and so myself, I think an Illinois manager, um, a buddy of mine named Trevor who played at Quincy came up and I think a couple other guys, we were just helping just for free, just, you know, anything we could to learn and, and help. Um, so, you know, but after workouts, like, you know, Alex Bazell and the players, they would leave the gym and they, they would have it at UIC for the most part, they would leave and go back to their hotels. And then me and the other kids would just kind of you know, what do we do now? So, but thankfully, uh, UIC's assistant coach, D Brown, obviously he famously played for that, uh, Illini team in 2005 that went to the you know final four and national championship. He was there for us and would literally just sit with us for hours in between workouts, just talking hoops, sharing knowledge. And I developed a great relationship with him. And after, even after that pre-draft, I would still go down to UIC all the time to help him with him because he, he was still working out like he was a player. So I was helping him work out and then helping whatever pros he had in the gym at UIC. So just, you know, trying to be a gym rat and, and put myself in those situations where I'm just constantly trying to learn um, and, and have a better understanding for the structure. Um, and, you know, touched, kept in touch with him. Like I said, you know, during that winter break time that, you know, a few days I get to go home, um, was going to UIC games, their practices and, I know there was one day where I, you know, talked with Coach McClain, who's the head coach, and said, "Hey, do you think there'd be a, a grad assistant position open, you know, come, come, you know, this summer?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'd definitely keep in touch. You know, I'll let you know." So fast forward to May, I graduate on a Sunday um, in Kansas, and I'm in his office on Wednesday, you know, in a shirt and tie. He's like, "What are you wearing?" I'm like, "I'm just like we're here for the interview, Coach." He's like no interview like I need you on court like let's go and so he's like so I literally filled all my paperwork out that day and it, it was a done deal um no it was a great experience this past year though learned a ton um obviously he's part of that coach cream tree um you know great great on the offensive end as far as you know the x's and o's and how to scout um just the overall terminology uh how to pro- you know properly prepare um that was the biggest thing and, you know, we made, we made it all the way to the Horizon League Championship, you know, fell eight points short to uh, Northern Kentucky. Um, but it was incredible, you know, built long lasting relationships with the players on our team. Obviously, like I said, D Brown and I, that's probably one of the closest mentors I have to this day next to my head coach. Um, and so obviously Coach McClain, unfortunately, got let go after the season, um, you know, third AD and I think was it 
two years or something like that. It, you know, so it was a tough situation. That's kind of the nature of the business. But, you know, it, it kind of turned out great because he got hired, you know, by Georgia. And he came with me, you know, later uh, after the in the offseason was like, hey, Pete, you know, Coach Green, I would love for you to come join us at the University of Georgia, you know, where you want to go as far as getting to the NBA and, and trying to coach. I feel like this would be a great opportunity for you. Think it over, talk with your family. And I'm talking with them uh, and some other close mentors that are, that are in the league. It was kind of a no brainer and, um, you know, had to take advantage of the opportunity and been, been here for a little bit over a month and, and just trying to be a sponge, just trying to learn as much as possible. Um, seeing a lot of similarities that coach McClain and coach green have. And, um, but also seeing just the reason why coach green is a hall of fame coach, you know, so it, it's, it's been an incredible experience so far. Um, a lot of recruiting type work we've been doing uh, a lot of film edits for our own guys. Um, just doing anything we can to help them during this, you know, COVID. Um, but it's, it's been great. Um, you know, obviously got to be creative, um, but really thankful and really fortunate to be here in Athens. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of things that, that, that I definitely want to unpack there. Cause I think the, yeah. num- the number one thing like to me is people have to understand the journey you take to get where you're at. You know what I mean? I, I talk to a lot of people, and I'm sure you do as well, and, and they kind of want to know how How do you do this, how do you do that, you know, and, and you could kind of give them advice, but when push comes to shove, like, everyone has their own run to, race to run. You know, like, everyone gets to different places in different times and different situations, and for you, like, you could look at you and go, okay, you're, you know, you're a GA at Georgia, and to the naked eye, that's okay. He went to school, you know, for four years, graduated, then he got a spot at Georgia. You know, like, that's not how it works, though. You know, like, and that's one of the main things I like about, you know, doing something like this is this allows people to hear you know, you know what you did. You know, you did the video for an AAU team. You were doing stuff for free, which is something I want to touch on because that's so important, man. Like people don't get it; they really don't. Two things I I, I really want to dive into. You know, everything what you just said. First one, networking. That yep. is every you meet people for a reason. Right. And any way, any situation, any reason, you know, you may have to run into someone, it it all happens for a reason. You know, so like for me, I know I'm a big believer in that. I've had opportunities, you know, through social media. I haven't even met some of these people. You know, I'll give you an example real quick. Um, Coach Kurt Miller, the head coach of the Connecticut Sun. Mm -hmm. Uh, we connected on Twitter, you know, last year he followed me or something like that. And I followed him back and he sent me a DM, you know, after following me for a little bit and just said, you know, Hey, I really, really like, you know, the stuff you put out, like keep up the great work, you know, whatever. And it was like, Oh, you know, great. You know, I appreciate that coach. That means a lot, you know, coming from you and kind of fast forward, you know, then a couple months he contacted me again through Twitter and was like, Hey man, you know, I I don't know what it is, but you know, I'm a big fan of, you know, what you do and the content you put out. Like, I know this may sound crazy, but would you ever be interested in, you know, coming down to a game potentially, you know, and at that time, you know, I'm finishing up school, you know, I'm graduating college and I'm like, yeah, heck yeah. You know, I'm going to be done with school by then. Like, let's do it. And so literally a week later, I'm driving to Connecticut, you know, like, and, and that's, I mean, I live in Ohio, so that's about a eight, you know, eight, nine hour drive. But it was like, that wasn't a question. You know, that was, you want me there, I'm there. So I, you know, long story short, I end up going down there. I spend, you know, a couple of days with the team. I go to their practice, their, their shoot around. I go to a game, you know, we go out to eat. I, I really just kind of, like you mentioned, just kind of take it all in. And what, you know, what that story means is 
he knew me from social media. You know, like he didn't know me. I, I've never met Coach Miller. Coach Miller now, I, I consider him, you know, like you were mentioning, a mentor, a friend, you know, someone that I really feel like I could lean on if I ever needed anything. But he didn't know me. You know, he knew me based off my Twitter account. So, like, that, that goes to show, too, you know, how you act on social media matters. You know, like, I could have went down there. I could have been a complete idiot. You know, I, I could have been nothing like, I, you know, I, you know people, I know people. They type, you know, all this motivational, positive stuff, and then you meet them, and they're miserable. You know, yeah. and you're like, man, I, you're nothing like your Twitter, or, you know, you're nothing like your Instagram or whatever. And so, like, that connection was made through Twitter. And now I have a lifelong mentor through Twitter. So like that networking piece is huge. And I kind of want you to touch a little bit more on that, if you wouldn't mind, like, what did you do? You know, how did you go about it? You know, what were some of the steps you take, you know, to kind of not, I don't want to say go out of your way, because I feel like, like I mentioned earlier, everything happens for a reason. You know, if Mm -hmm. you're meant to connect with people, I think you will. But how do you kind of make yourself more available, I guess would be a better, you know, a better way to phrase it. Yeah, I think, um, kind of what you said, uh, obviously like how I connected with the Mac Urban fire was literally a Twitter DM to Mike Urban, who is never on Twitter. <laughs> the guy is never on Twitter. And I got lucky and he responded like, and, and Michael tell you, he's like, I have never on Twitter. He's, he'll be on Instagram maybe more so now, but he's not a big social media guy. And I, I kind of got lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, like, yeah, Twitter, like, I mean, that's how we connected right through yep. Instagram and, uh, and whatnot. And, you know, I think our content might speak for itself a little bit. And so it, it kind of adds some credibility. But, yeah, sometimes it's literally just Twitter DMs, Instagram DMs, um, you know, kind of getting to know somebody that way. Um, but, like, when I was with Mac Irvin, um, you know, I'm sitting on the sideline and I hear Coach O. It's like, who's this guy? You know, who's number four for Mac Irvin? Like, because for the Mac Irvin fire, obviously everyone knows Jalen Brunson. Everybody knows Jaleel Okafor. Everybody knows you know, Marcus Levette, mm-hmm. but who, no one knew Pat McCaw, who obviously plays for the Raptors. Who's Pat McCaw? Like our eighth, ninth man at the time. <laughs> like who yeah. would have thought, you know, it's like, Oh, that's Pat McCaw. He's from St. Louis, Missouri. So I'm like with the camera, that's, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying it to him. Yeah. Oh. And then it's like, who's this guy? I'm like, Oh, that's Lamont Walker. He's from Morgan park. And it's like, so you're, you're, you're adding, I think a big thing with networking is adding value, mm-hmm. right? It's when you, when you meet somebody, it's how can I add value to you at the end of the day? So, by me saying this and all the other coaches are interested. Okay. Like, all right, well he, he knows the guys like, all right, he has, you know, somewhat of a basketball IQ and uh, let me give it here, take my card. And that's how it, and that's how it might start at, at some point. Um, I think, but sometimes it'd be like, I'll just go up and straight introduce myself. Like, Hey, how you doing? My name is Peter Fuslero, you know, videographer for the macro fire. Uh, if you need anything, you know, that's how I do it. Or like when I'm, when I started off with the video camera and helping these player development coaches, you know, I, I would meet them at a game or, or some type of event and I'd be like, Hey, how you doing? Or, you know, they'd come up to me and, you know, conversate from there. And it's like, how can I, how can I offer a service to help your business? Right. That's what I think truly networking really is, is how can you help somebody? And sometimes it's for free, right? Sometimes it's just for, more so for the experience for itself. Like you driving the eight hours all the way out to Connecticut, probably paying your own, hotel money or, or whatever it is just to be out there i know i know how it is because when i was like searching for a ga spot it was like i drove all the way to siu carbondale which is at the bottom of illinois from like kansas and like spent the day i knew like the director of ops like spent the day there and then you know watch practice or whatnot you know 
we had lunch or, you know, late dinner or whatever it may be. And all right, now I got to drive all the way back to Chicago <laughs> yeah. from, uh, from there. So, and, and nothing was promised. It was just there. So you could, you could show face kind of, you know, just, yeah. and, and, and not, and not to cut you off, but like, just to add to that, like, once you get that opportunity, whatever it may be, you know, then that's like when it's big boy time, you know, like, like you got to then, you know, do you know your stuff? You know, do you know if, you know, cause I, I mean, coach Miller will be the first to admit we went to lunch, you know, every day I was there, we went to dinner, you know, but you know, a cut one or two nights and we'd be talking basketball and he'd be asking me things, you know, like, Hey, like, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? Just kind of testing me a little bit and trying to figure out like, is this kid the real deal? Like, does he know, you know, does he really know basketball or is he just kind of, you know, trying to learn or, you know, how much does he know? And again, I'll never claim to be, you know, the genius of basketball, but I would like to, you know, believe that I'm pretty confident that I know my stuff. You know, I'm a student of the game. I love it. I spend a lot of time on it like yourself. So I I like to believe that I'm confident. So when we're sitting around and we're talking about different sets or different, you know, actions or player development stuff, like I'm telling you what I think. I'm not trying to impress you. You know, maybe we might disagree on something or maybe your view, you know, you view it this way, I view it that way or, you know, whatever. But when push comes to shove, I'm going to tell you my opinion because I believe in that. And like you said, that goes back to that adding value. You know, Mm -hmm. like, how can I help you? Because then he was talking to me about player development things, maybe that they can start incorporating with their team. You know, Mm -hmm. like if you get a group of, you know, three guards in the gym, like kind of what's your go to in terms of, you know, ball screen stuff or, you know, whatever decision making stuff, maybe pass and relocate stuff, you know, whatever it may be. Like he was asking me that and we were talking about that. You know, we were having a good conversation about things like that. And that's where I think, again, you're getting tested. You know, how much do you know? And, and can you help me? Because let's be honest, I mean, he's a, he's a head coach for the WNBA. You know, I'm a, at the time, I was 23 years old. You know, I'm 24 now, but I'm a kid. You know, right. compared to him, I'm a young kid. And so he's thinking, does, can this young kid, you know, help me in any way? And I think after those few days we spent together, I think he does believe that, you know, I can. And that's why we stay in touch, you know, to this day about, you know, he'll text me one night. And just say, like, when the WNBA Finals was going on, he would text me one night and be like, hey, you know, I've been up all night watching film. You know, what, what did you do today? You know, how was your day? I got to get my mind off, you mm-hmm. know, this game. I got to kind of step away from it for a minute. And it's like, that's cool to me because that's a different level of relationship. You know, you have that X's and O's basketball relationship. But the fact you could text me and go, you know, hey, I've been watching film for eight hours. I, I, need, I need a break. You know, what, do you, how, what was your day? You know, how were your workouts? You know, what did you do? You know, like different things like that. That's like next level. You know, that's yeah. like you respect me beyond, you know, basketball. You respect me as a person, which, yeah. is, which is ultimately what I want. You know, I, you don't have to like me, but when push comes to shove, I want you to respect me. Yeah. You know, and again, kind of circling back to what we were just talking about is just that value. You know, make sure you know that old fake it till you make it. You know, that's not very real because I've been in some rooms with some people that they act like they know a lot and you kind of start picking their brain and then you're like, huh, you know, how much do you really know? You act like you know, but but you really don't. You know, that's not a bad thing. But don't act like you know then, you know, like be humble. You know, if yeah. you don't know something, don't, you know, don't maybe don't speak about it as much or maybe ask, you know, yeah. I don't understand this. You know, how do I do that? And that's kind of what I respect about, 
you know, coaches young, and I say young like they're younger than me, you know, but like coaches around my age or whatever it is, sometimes they'll DM me, you know, on Twitter and, hey, you know, what do you do in this situation or what would you do for this and what would you do for that? And I'll give him my two cents and I respect that because I'm the same way. You know, you mm-hmm. mentioned that idea of like introducing yourself. I've sent emails, I've sent DMs, I've sent everything to coaches, you know, just, hey, you know, hey, coach, I'm, you know, maybe about this podcast, you know, hey, coach, I'd love to get you on the podcast, you know, if you wouldn't mind or, you know, because what's the worst that could happen? (laughs) You know, they could either not answer, they could say, hey, you know, I appreciate it, but, you know, I can't or, you know, I'm not interested or, you know, whatever, but, or they could say, hey, yeah, you know, I'd love to. And then you get Mm -hmm. them on the podcast like I have, you know, previously, I mean, I've, I've cold DM'd multiple people and they've come on and now i got their cell phone numbers you know now i'm texting them you know so it's like that not being afraid to kind of put yourself out there i guess would be you're going to kind of a a roundabout way to to put it no absolutely you you hit it right on the head is it's it's like you said the worst they can say is no right or the worst they can say is not you know i'm okay thank you though like shoot if you can if you can swallow your pride or you know swallow that shoot yeah no. That, that's it and and something that's else it. you mentioned too is the free i want to talk about the free because <laughs> that's yeah. important that's important now i'll be honest so n- number one kind of staying on that same topic but like backtracking a little bit when it comes to player development because obviously that's what i do you know you, you touched on that that you do that and you did that a lot before you know the video and things like that i, I mean i love it you know people ask me all the time about coaching and i you know i'll never say never you know because you never know but when push comes to shove, I, I love player development. You know, I love doing my own thing. I love working with players of all ages and skill levels. So you have to understand that when you're first starting out, you know, you're going to be working with third grade boys, you know, fourth yep. grade girls. You know, like you're going to be working out with kids that are young and, you know, I don't want to sound ignorant, but not very good because they're young. You know, maybe they're just learning how to play the game. You know, that, that's just kind of how it is, right? So, then you're going to get in, if you're good, you know, you got to be good, but then you're going to get into some situations where you might be able to get some players in the gym, you know, maybe some college guys, maybe some high level high school guys, you know, whatever the case may be. And you know, like I know, sometimes those kids can't pay or sometimes they might be short on money. You're not going to make money. (laughs) Like I, I, I hate to be that guy, but that's part of the reason why. So real quick, I was a walk-on, right? I was a walk-on at, at Robert Morris University, a Division One school in Pittsburgh, my freshman year. I, I kind of, long story short, kind of wrapping it up because I don't want to take up too much time about this. I'm sure people have heard it. But I started working out guys on the team. You know, guys, you know, I, they would work out with me, and then it kind of turned into me working them out. You know, so that's kind of what got me thinking, you know, man, I really love doing this. You know, I was watching film on them. I was doing everything while being a walk-on, you know, while playing myself. Mm-hmm. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to, I got to make the ultimate sacrifice, which to this day, you know, still kind of makes me go, man, you know, that was tough. I decided to stop playing and, and dedicate my entire time, you know, to the player development side of things. So at that time, I'm still in college. So no college students have money, right? We're, we're all, you're always broke when you're in college. So when I was working these kids out and I was either, you know, breaking even, you know, being able to pay for gyms or, you know, whatever the case may be, it didn't matter as much, you know, because it was like you still, you know, you live at home, you know, you're going to school, you know, you don't have bills really. So you're able to get away with that. Now that I'm out of school, I've built this, you know, this brand and I'm mm-hmm. able to, you know, kind of branch out and able to have some income now. 
But that's the number one thing that people have to understand is you're going to grind it out. And to this day, I'm not trying to act like, you know, I'm making millions of dollars because I'm not. You know, it's not even close. I'm doing it because I love it. Do, do I make money? Yeah, it's how I support myself. You know, I'm a, I'm a full-time trainer. I don't have another job. Basketball is my job. So kind of going back to that. I, I be honest, I still do workouts occasionally for free. You know, there's guys that whether or not, you know, maybe they're, they're friends of friends or maybe they're one of my friends or whatever the case may be, you know, they might be short on money. You know, I, the situations are, you know, endless. So sometimes yeah. you do some pro bono stuff, right? And, and that's why when you mentioned that you did some stuff for free, like volunteering, you know, working and helping, you know, Alex uh, Basil, I'm, I'm familiar with him. You know, that to me is huge because if you're not willing to do that, you simply won't make it, you know, doing the player development, the training. I'm not saying you have to do everybody and everything for free, but there is times, especially when you're starting out, you got to bite your tongue and you got to swallow your pride and do things for free because that knowledge and that court time with that player or that trainer or that coach, that's more valuable than any money you can make at the time. So I kind of want you to expand on that, you know, like what you did and, and kind of how you went about that in terms of, you know, money and, and finances. Yeah. So I guess like to on on my end of like, I would just, whether it would be like, like I said, Jeff Pagliaca, Bazell, you know, you know, there's a number of player development coaches in the Chicagoland area that I would just like, Hey, can I just come in help rebound? Just like, the pay, the payment that they were giving me was the knowledge was them sending, you know, the notes after like their, their plan, their, you know, their player development plan prior to the workout or the workout that week or the workout that month. So now, you know, what did we do today? And I can, and now I have it for my own notes to, and add to, or whatever it may be and kind of make it my own. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, that was the value. That was what they were paying me was, you know, the knowledge at the end of the day. And like I said, you know, I'm, I'm sure you come from this. Thankfully, two parent household. Like yep. I was able to, to, you know, kind of just grind my way out on that. Um, you know, working out high school kids, probably like five, 10 bucks at the, you know, coming yep. up. Um, and, but I mean, trying to, everything to show that I was credible and that, um, you know, I was doing everything I could in my power to help them, whether it was just making their varsity team or, you know, have a, a pivotal role with their high school team or division three college team like that. I was trying to do and that was more so like when I was still at Kansas, um, like I used to, you know, help Devonte Graham, like Steve McCoy, Malik Newman, just get shots up at night. Just like, Hey Pete, you want to come rebound for me? Yeah, let's go. And they would already have kind of a set routine that they would do. Obviously I'm not going to get paid for that. Like, yep. it's, you know, I love to be in the gym with those guys. It would be as late till midnight, 1am, you know, we just, they hit me. My girlfriend's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to go to the gym. Yep. Gonna go help, you know, but they're my friends at the time too. So like, I wanted to help your friends. And obviously like such a, you know, incredible program. It's like, you want to see these guys be successful at the end of the day. And you know, it's, it's relations that ships that surpass basketball. Now, you know, looking back at it, you know, some of my great friends to this day. Um, and then obviously at UIC this past year, obviously being in Chicago, you have a ton of pros coming into the gym and, you know, uh, I was thankful enough to work with Lene Harper. Um, she played at Ohio State, uh, played in EuroLeague, played with the with the Sky, and she was just looking for someone consistent. Um, you know, obviously there's a ton of trainers, you know, in Chicago, but she wanted someone that really studied the game, studied her film, you know, 
give her something on the court that where everything could really translate. Um, and that's what we did. Like she was kind of like my case study throughout the whole year. I said, don't, don't I'm not going to charge you a penny. Right. The only thing I ask is you show up on time and give me great effort. Right. Let's, let's, let's take time to watch this film together. You know, let's take time to make sure you're taking care of your body from a nutrition standpoint, make sure you're getting your strength and conditioning in. Like we got to check off all the boxes. Cause I, and it was almost a case study for myself as well as is, you know, how, how can I, now I have a full year to really develop her. She went, she went overseas for a little bit, you know, had a, a really tough time over there as far as like them paying her. So she came back to Chicago. So I had every morning, 7 a.m., you know, we'd work out at UIC. Um, and I was starting, you know, to, to, to get a better feel for, for how she was developing. And it was almost like a pre-draft, essentially, because you get those three, four months where you're just locking in with that athlete. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, I'm like, nothing. Same, And then I had another guy that played uh, – at Northwestern, went overseas, same thing. Their money was bad, and he would join Lene. So I had, like, two – those are my two guards. Every morning we'd get after it. And um, it was a great experience because I'm like, until I help them earn a contract, you know, they're de- they, got, they were developed on their own. So how do I help them, you know, take it to that next level? And I know a lot of guys – I know that's what Alex Bazell did with Bobby Portis. Like he, he did when Bobby Portis was looking for a second contract, Alex didn't charge him at all until until he he achieved that you know that milestone or whatever it may be. Um, yeah. And but like Jalen Brunson would come back, I'm not charging Jalen Brunson anything, like because that's like that's like my brother. I've known him since Mac Irvin. Like Josh Cunning, like guys want to come back and work out there from that Mac Irvin fire team that are you know, that's family. Like I'm gonna make sure they're taken care of. And like I said, money's tough. If guys are fighting for contracts, especially if they're overseas guys, you know, it's, it's a longevity thing. It's a relationship thing. You want to, you want to, you know, there comes a time and a place when, you know, if I have a family and I'm doing this thing full time, it's like, all right, but I'm at this time, I'm with UIC. I'm getting a comfortable stipend. Like I'm okay. Like mm. this extra free time I have. And I want to, you know, put it towards, you know, helping, you know, these, these people and these athletes. So, um, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's a, it, it's, it's a gray area because you want to, I, I found it like tough. Cause like some guys I'd work out and they wouldn't show up on time. They'd BS in the workout. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like that happy medium of like, right, if I'm going to invest my time into you, like, please, please value what I'm giving you. Like I'm not, you know, Joe Schmo and I'm just giving you BS. I've studied your film. Right. Create almost like a SWOT analysis for you where to help maximize your strengths, you know, sharpen one thing that I think you really need to key in on, you know, for your upcoming role this season. You know, please, please treat my time with respect because, you know, I'm going to give you everything I have at the end of the day. I'm going to give you all my energy 7 a.m. in the morning. Like, let's have a great day. Let's get to it. And that's what I kind of learned was, you know, sometimes when you when you do it for free, people might take advantage of that and that can be tough to swallow, but, um, the people that truly value you are the, you know, are the ones that you're going to be in with for the long haul. And in the long term, when they're making, you know, a significant living off basketball and having a great career, they're, you know, second, third contract guys, they're going to take care of you at the end of the day. And that's, and that's at the point where I'm now is like that I'm having faith in that. I'm having faith that I want to help these people for the long term. I might not be getting anything now, but, I want to help them, you know, become not only great, you know, second, third contract people, but 
great husbands, great fathers that they can take care of their family at the end of the day. Yeah. And see, like you mentioned, you know, um, Alex not making Bobby Portis pay. And, and that made me think of, I was watching something about Drew Hanlon the one day and, and he said that a lot of with, the, you know, a lot of his NBA guys, he'll say, you know, pay me what you think it's worth. You know, and, and to yeah. me, that's like really powerful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. he's working with guys like Joel Embiid, Bradley Beal. You know, established guys, right? Like, yeah. like superstars in the league, and he's telling them that. You know, and obviously he does a hell of a job. You know, and I have a yeah. ton of respect for him. But like, if he's doing that, and those guys are, you know, obviously taking care of him, like that means a lot because that goes to show that, like you mentioned, they appreciate him. You know, because yeah. that's one thing that I pride myself on. I know, you know, I could tell you do as well is we put a lot of time into this, you know, into this game. You know, if we yeah. work to I know if I work with a player individually and that player is, you know, they might be in high school, or, you know, maybe they're in college or maybe they have, you know, aspirations of going to college or going, you know, potentially, you know, overseas or, you know, whatever the case may be. I'm putting so much time and effort, you know, into your individual development. You know, I had one of my actually one of my good childhood friends. He's an overseas uh, pro over at uh, over in uh, England, and he's obviously been home, you know, due the, to the virus. But we were in the gym, and they run this weird middle ball screen action. It's a very unique thing. It's definitely um, uh, overseas thing, a European thing. But um, so he comes in the gym, and I got done watching synergy, you know, of that action, literally for hours you know on hours for like three four five days in a row before we even got in the gym and we get in the gym and and i go all right and we start talking about what we're gonna do and he was like how did you know that like we we run this action you know this is kind of weird action how did you and i'm like man i do my homework you know like i've been watching film on you ever since you texted me on monday and said hey let's get in the gym on friday i've been on i've been you know code red film study on you all week because I want to make sure you get the most out of this work. You know, I'm not putting cones down and we're not dribbling through them. You know, and that's not to throw shade at anybody who does that. But I have a problem with that because that makes guys like us that do, you know, put in a lot of time and really want to, you know, help and serve these players. That gives us a bad name. That's why That's why I don't like when people say that I'm a, I'm a trainer or I'm, you know, whatever. I'm a yeah. coach. Yes. You know, I'm a, I'm a player development coach. That That's what I go as. If you say, oh, I'm with my trainer, or, oh, what do you do? I don't say, oh, I'm a basketball trainer. I say I'm a player development coach. And I, and I was actually, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a Phil Beckner. He's another guy that I would consider, you know, a mentor of mine from the far. I haven't got a chance to meet him yet, but, you know, I'm hoping to soon. But he's another guy. He always says that he tells people, I'm here to help players get better. Whether that's on the court, whether that's off the court, whether that's as, like you mentioned, a father, a husband, a brother, you know, whatever it is, I'm here to help players get better, period. That's why I'm a player development coach, not a skills trainer, not a, you know, not a basketball trainer. You know, that's not, obviously, first and foremost, we want to get you right on the court, but we also want to get good people, man. Like, like to me, the older I get to, the more I appreciate meeting good people, you know, like-minded people, like, 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 let's work hard. You know, let you want something, let's work to get it. You know, let's not complain. Let's not point fingers. Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do that? Do I have to work, you know, 12 hour days in the summertime? Let's do it. Do I got to be in no, a gym with no air condition? Let's do it. You know, right now, do I got to go to people's houses or do I got to be outside? You know, let's do it. You know, it's, it's, 
it's like that. Like I respect that and I love that about people. And that's why, like I mentioned, you know, in the beginning with you, like that attracted me to you because I could just tell that you're that same way. You know, you have that same energy. So like to me, you know, kind of going back to, you know, the initial point is like we put a lot of time into this. You're not paying for that hour workout when you, you know, or that, you know, that two hour workout, whatever. You're paying for the 10 hours throughout the week that we spent sitting in front of our computer and taking notes and writing down the workout and writing down the reps and, and things like that. You know what I mean? On top of the other players we work with and then on top of our personal lives, you know, like we, I mean, we got stuff we do too outside of basketball. I know that's hard to believe, but you know, we do. So like to me, that's so, so important. And that's why that whenever that free gets thrown around, you're like, you have to do that. But then you touched on a good point too. You have to make sure what you're doing is appreciated. And, and I'm happy you said that. Yeah, no, I, I think it's big. Uh, it's, it's so important, you know, to, you have to do it. You have to work for free, but you also want to make sure like people aren't stepping over you, stepping all over you at the end of the day. And, you know, they're, you're, you're, they're, you're not, you, you have no worth. Mm-hmm. You know, um, no, you, you hit it right. You hit it right on the head. I'm, I'm, I'm you're like, you're preaching. You're preaching. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now let me ask you this kind of like kind of staying on that same track. Then what kind of got? I'm always interested to hear this. What kind of got you into, you know, the personal development side of things, you know, whether that's, you know, you getting in a workout on your own, you know, you trying to eat right. You trying to kind of preach, like trying to be the best version of yourself, you know, like things like that, because to me, that really kind of started for me when I was in high school, you know, like I was always kind of like, man, I'm working so hard, but then I'm going and I'm eating McDonald's or, you know, I'm not sleeping enough or, you know, whatever. So is that kind of canceling it out? You know, that was kind of my thought process. So if I go and I run, you know, four miles and then my, you know, my post run meal is, you know, Arby's like, why did I just run? You know, like, well, why, well, why did I do that? Like for me, when I was a player, my thing was always, I never wanted to get tired. And I know that sounds like kind of, you know, like you're obviously going to get tired. But like when I worked out, I wanted to be, you know, great. I wanted to be able to work out for as long as I wanted to. In a game in the fourth quarter, I wasn't going to be tired. I wanted to make every free throw I had, you know, late game. I wanted I wanted to have, you know, fresh legs in the fourth, not dead legs. So like that was my motivation. And that's kind of why I would push myself. And now, you know, I'd obviously don't play anymore. So it's like, how do I stay in shape? Because when I get in the gym with these players, it's just me. You know, I'm still at the point, you know, in, in, my, in my business where I don't have, you know, guys helping me out, you know, interns and people like that. Because I'll be honest, number one, I'm a kind of a control freak. You know, I, I need things my way. And if you can't help that or you can't, you know, you can't teach that, I don't really want you in the gym with me. You know, I, I, I got a way of doing things, so I, I want to do it. And eventually, I know I'm going to have to get over that. But for the time being, you know, it is what it is. And then secondly, you know, I don't want a camera crew in the gym all the time. You know, content is king, and and that's something I'm trying to kind of do more of. But I just want to work, man. You know, I just want to work. I want to be, you know, I want to be the guy chasing rebounds because that that motivates me to stay in shape. I want to be setting ball screens. You know, I want to be doing things like that. So what kind of, you know, motivates you in terms of, you know, staying in shape, you know, trying to get better at, you know, as a coach, as a person, you know, kind of every day, I guess would be a good way to put it. it it's exactly that. Like, I still feel like I'm a basketball player first at the end of the day. and I'm still trying to compete like I'm making the team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and, 
you want to be able to be the best example for your players, you know? And I really learned that from D Brown. Like I was coming into UIC, like I was in decent shape, but I wasn't in the, in the best shape I needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really saw that D Brown has a rod in his hip from like hip surgery. And that dude's still out competing anybody that steps in the gym. That's just how, how crazy he's wired. Um, but you know, like I said, I want to be able to demonstrate. I want to be able to, you know, there's a lot of trainers that will say, do this and do that. And then the player would be like, show me. And then they do it and it looks, it doesn't look good. Yeah. Or how, they're, how they're demonstrating it, right? It could be, you know, a push out cross or a crossover jab. And the trainer just physically can't do it because maybe their, their body's out of shape or, you know, they have poor mechanics because they can't play. And it's, I, I didn't want to be that. Like, no offense to anybody of those guys, but, like, me personally, like, I want to be able to stay sharp, right? I want to be able to, you know, if I'm with a big, be able to fly off multiple ball screens with him. Say we're, we're running some type of layered action where he's got to sprint up, set the step up. I hit him with a, with a you know, pocket pass. He finishes. Then he's sprinting out to the corner. I'm hustling for his rebound, sprinting to him. Then we got another ball screen. Yep. And then, you know, maybe I'm hitting on a, on a hook and he's coming right back into a DHL and I'm flying back off it. Like, it's almost like to be the best I can be for like in the drill. Cause that, especially if you're a big and I'm a point guard, shoot, I'm got to be coming off these multiple actions. And that's what you want for these players is you want them to come off multiple actions and be out of rhythm. Um, and so for yourself, you got to be able to chase, like you said, chase down rebounds and, and fire in passes uh, and compete. Uh, especially for me who wants to, play in the league like there's guys in the video room that are playing like the spurs like all their video guys will play just to like help keep guys like guys that are maybe injured or like working their way back like just to stay in shape obviously when you're on the court doing player development you know you get to have all that so that's a big reason for me but i just feel better like when i'm when you're eating well when you're when you're great getting a great lift when you're you, you know getting your your morning work in you know i just feel like i'm starting my day off stay off right. Right. You know, me, I try to, uh, have like daily disciplines. Right. And so that's for me is, is, is my quiet time, my prayer. Um, and then, and then obviously my workout before I, I head into the office and get, I just, I just kind of feel better. I feel like I've, I've done, you know, what I'm supposed to do. And then anything after that, especially when, when it's July 20th, that we can get on court with the guys. It's like, I'm ready to roll. I've been preparing, you know, my body, especially over quarantine, for this moment, like once I knew I was coming to Georgia, it's like, all right, you know, I, I, it's almost motivation for myself. Like I want to be in the best shape. So when these guys look at me and see me, uh, it's not the fat trainer that, you know, is going to put me through some, it's like, no, like if after we're done with this workout and we have a three minute run that they do for the combine, I'm going to run it with you so I can Mm -hmm. push. I'm not going to say go run. No, that's what leadership is. A boss is somebody that tells you what to do, but a leader is somebody that can, you know, hold themselves accountable and, and stick with you all the way. So that's what really motivates me because I want to be the, as sharp and, and best I can for these guys. And, and you know, you're a former player that it's just, it's just that juice. It's just that competitive spirit in you. Yep. Yep. And, and that's, and that's it. Like you, I mean, you hit the nail on the head with the idea of like, we're still players, you know, like I still work like I'm a player, you know, I get, I get up, I get up shots, <laughs> you know, I go to the gym and if in between workouts or maybe if someone cancels or whatever, it's like, all right, cool. Like I'm not going to sit on my phone. I'm gonna work out, you know, I'm going to get up some shots. I'm going to get on the gun, you know, whatever it is. And it's like, why? And it, because I love, like, I love basketball. I, yeah. I, I, I know that that, you know, everyone says that and, you know, oh yeah, I'm sure you do. I bet you know, it's like, you know, you don't understand. 
You know, like I think if quarantine taught me anything, it's that I really love basketball. And also, it really is my life. You know, yeah. and I say that as a good thing, but also kind of as a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I'll be the first to admit my work-life balance isn't ideal because I, I want to work all the time. Yeah. You know, like if, if you're a player and you, like you mentioned, you hit me up and it's, you know, 10 o'clock at night and maybe I'm, you know, I'm hanging out with some friends or, you know, maybe I'm with a girl, you know, whatever it is. And it's like, I'm there, <laughs> you know, like whatever, whatever it is, it's like, Hey, yo, I gotta go. Like, I, I I'm sorry. And, and like, there's a time and a place where you probably shouldn't do that. You know, you gotta be able to kind of unwind. And, yeah. but to me, that's what kind of quarantine showed me is, okay, I got to find, you know, maybe some other hobbies or, you know, maybe I got to start cause they closed down gyms. So I couldn't even like lift, you know? So it right. was like, man, I, I'm not sure, you know, what to do literally. And I think that's something that, you know, helped me with that. But, you know, kind of getting back to that idea of, you know, why we stay in shape is like, like you mentioned, I'm up and and this is something that I don't really recommend to players because you probably shouldn't do it. And actually, I just saw, you know, your recent podcast about kind of like sleeping and, and eating right and things like that. And I'll be honest, I mean, I'm up every day at 430. So I get up every day at 4.30, and, and I usually try to get to bed, you know, at a decent hour. So I'm, I'm trying to get to bed by like 8.30, 9.00, 9.30. Some days it's later, you know, but I do try to get, you know, six, seven hours of sleep. But that's just how I'm wired. You know, I'm, I'm wired that way. You know, my, my parents make fun of me all the time. My mom, she'll be like, why do you do that? Like, you don't have to do that. And I'm like, no, but you don't understand. I do. Mm-hmm. You know, like I do. I, I always think about like The Rock. He always talks about like his workout is like the anchor of his day. If I don't wake up and I don't get that workout in, if I don't get that cardio in, I don't get that lift in, my entire day is thrown off. You know, it just like it, something's not right. You know, I don't know what it is. And then then I'm at a point where I might not be able to serve my players the right way. You know, maybe I'm in a bad mood. Maybe I'm irritated because I didn't get that lift in, you know, and do I wake up every day like, oh, yeah, I can't wait. No. I mean, I, I that Stairmaster, man, I got a love-hate relationship with that thing. It's like, man, I, I, I need you, but I, I don't really want you today. You know, it's one of those situations, but it's that discipline to get it done. Because like you said, like I, I, I'm a big personal development guy, so I, I read different things about different leadership, you know, tactics and different ways to discipline, things like that. And like they always talk about start your day with something hard. You know, start your day with something that maybe you don't want to do. And there's days that I wake up, the majority of the days I wake up and I'm excited. You know, I want to get in the gym and I want to lift. I want to, you know, get a cardio, get a good good sweat in. But there are those days where it's like, man, I don't feel like doing this. But then it's like, I'm going to get on Twitter, you know, later. I'm going to put out a tweet about working hard or, you know, whatever, staying disciplined. And I'm sleeping in because I didn't feel like doing it today. You know, so it's like my players hold me accountable like, it's funny because people will hit me up and say, hey, I didn't see, you know, on your story on, you know, your stare, you didn't do it today. And I'm like, man, you know, I did it. I just didn't record it, you know, but it's funny because people are like, hold me to that, you know, that standard now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what motivates me and what keeps me going, because if I want to be the best version of myself and I want to help you get there, I have to walk the walk. You know, I, I got to talk the talk, but I got to walk the walk. And that's something I think is like really, really, really powerful as a coach and and as a person, to be honest. Yeah. Absolutely, no, you hit it right. Yeah, you hit it right in the head. That it's, it's just like you said, you feel better. 
And the fact that you get up at 4.30, trust me, when I was going to UIC, because just for me to beat the beat the traffic, I'd get up at 5, yeah. right? You know, get out the get out the door by 5.30, and I got to get to the gym at 6, right? Just just because if I leave at 5.45, I'm going to be sitting in an hour and 15 <laughs> in traffic. Yep. So that was also motivation for me was got the door, but I'm like, I'm, I'm up. I've started my day before anybody else. I got a great workout coming. You know, it's going to be a great day. Like, let, let's get to it. And and now, obviously, being being at Georgia, it's like, all right, well, I got I got a volleyball sand pit. I got an outdoor court because we can't use the gym yet because yeah. of COVID or not. So it's like, all right, I got an outdoor uh, uh, sand pit. I got an outdoor court. I got a hill kind of by my house. I got this pool. It's like picking <laughs> pick <laughs> like, yep, I like, love I, it. like it's like pick so it's like it's nice because I, I have somewhat of an option and then like the weight room is open at you know opportune time so it's like bro you have no excuse like get to it get after it because people would would kill for for an outdoor court or you know to have some type of resource so so make the most of it and like you said you just feel like you just know you, you tackled off check one of the day and, and you can you get your day moving yeah and that goes too with like the eating healthy because that's something i'm always preaching to players too i'm like i'm telling you guys if you just start eating right your your game is gonna go to the next level like your game is gonna elevate if you just start and i don't mean you know cut out you know everything you like and eat chicken and rice like a bodybuilder i don't mean that right i mean no. just kind of maybe don't have a you know ice cream every day <laughs> or you know maybe have you know, maybe steak and some vegetables instead of, you know, steak and French fries or, you know, whatever, you know, just like make small changes. Cause I'm yeah. like, number one, you're going to feel better. Number two, you're going to play better. And then number three, you're going to look better. Cause I don't care what anyone says, you know, you want to look good. You want to feel good. You want to look good. You know, you, you want to, that's just kind of how it is. Right. And to me, that's what really took my game, I know personally, to the next level was when I started, you know, eating right and not eating, you know, McDonald's and not eating all that junk. Cause I'm like, if you're gonna be in better shape. If you're in better shape, you're gonna you're gonna have better legs. If you have better legs, you're gonna make more shots. You know, like it all goes hand in hand. Yeah. And again though, if they see me rolling in a workout with a bag of Wendy's, they're gonna be like, Hey, you know, coach, what's up with that? You know, so again, maybe if I have a temptation, like, man, I really could go for some, you know, some ice cream tonight or, you know, some fast food, it's like, nah, like my players, they they'd be they'd be disappointed, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. And like that's what I'm grateful for because I think that's what a lot of people miss is that accountability, you know, holding them accountable. And I have hundreds of players that I work with that hold me accountable and they don't even know it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that's really, really, really important. No, absolutely. And I have like, I have a group chat with, with, with some buddies of mine and it's almost like a competition. It's like, all right, fellas, I got, I got my two in today. Where, where are you at? Yep. And the same thing. Where are you at Pete? And so you kind of make it a competition within itself. And like you said, with the players. So, yep. Um, yep. And you're, you're competing and you and you kind of like you said when you look good you feel good it's like you know our guys at UIC or Kansas when they you know they can, they're flexing and they're feeling good it's like, <laughs> all right you because you did this right you keep doing that that there's your results so you have to like kind of give them you know what here's the bigger purpose that this is what you want at the end of the day this is how you do it mm -hmm. and it's like all right this is where I want to get to I'll lock in. I'll buy into that. Yep. Yep. And, and that's why like I'm, I preach hard work. You know, that's what I'm, I've gotten opportunities in my life, you know, through basketball and through other things that, that have been strictly because of hard work. You know, I was a division one walk on and I'm 
probably I've lied about my height so many times. I don't even know how tall I really am. <laughs> you know, I'm probably five foot five, five foot six, maybe. I don't even know. You know, that's how much I've lied about it because you know, <laughs> oh, I'm five eight. I'm not five eight. You know, so but I've gotten those opportunities because I've worked so hard. You know, that's why I try to preach how important working hard is to these players because I've seen it pay off firsthand. You know, you may not, you know, get that pay off right away because we live in a microwave generation. You know, everyone wants everything right now. But over the course of time, you're going to get opportunities, you know, and I want you to see me even to this day working hard because I tell every player I work with, you can work as hard as you want and I'm going to love it, but you're not going to outwork me. You know, straight up, right? You know, I, I'm up. And that's why, like, people are always telling me, hey, coach, I'm going to get up, you know, like you tomorrow. And I'm like, no, don't do that. You know, don't, don't do that. It's almost like do as I say, not as I do. I'm, 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 I'm wired different. You know, I, I don't recommend that because you need sleep. You need yeah. all that. But just know that I'm up and I'm working. You know, and I think that's really, really important, that leading by example. But something else I wanted to talk to you about, I know obviously right now, like you said, you're, you can't get on court with the guys, but – College player development, you know, I went through it, you know, as a player, so I know what it's like, and I think a lot of people have a false, you know, reality of what it, what it, what it is, you know, whether that's in practice or, or individual, you know, small group, whatever it is, kind of what does a college, you know, workout look like, whether it was w- w- when you were at UIC or, you know, maybe even before then, kind of walk through people and kind of talk about how it's really not as crazy as people may think it is in terms of the things you're doing and the things you may see on social media, like kind of talk about, you know, what it looks like and how you structure it. Yeah. It's, it's everything in game, especially within our offense. What are the guys roles? How do we maximize it? What are the shots they're going to get most of the time? It's like a kid on our team, Jamie for UIC, Hmm. who is our Australian JJ Reddy, you could say. He's just our knockdown shooter. Yep. I'm never giving Jamie all this isolation, high middle ball screen, come off attack the big and a flat. No. Jamie's job was to catch and shoot. <laughs> yep. Whether that was shaking up, drifting, jamming out to the corner, transition threes, right? Getaways from like the slot to the wing. And we just hammer home on that, right? Adding, giving him like giving him something to add was a shot fake sidestep, right? Or maybe like a, a quick parallel to a shot, right? Um, it was catering to what the player needed and what they were going to happen all the time. And it was simple. And, and the biggest thing I think with college guys is, is giving them a routine, right? Because it falls where guys really get better is outside of practice. Because the majority of times in practice, I don't know how it was for Robert Morris, but at least at UIC, like we're – it's, it's a ton of, I mean, we'll have like, you know, guards and bigs and, um, we'll, but it's more so stuff within our offense. Yep. Um, maybe like, you know, three, ma- like a three man, you know, ball screen type, type drill where guys are working, you know, maybe hit you coming off, right. Hit the shake. And then they're, maybe they're redriving it, hitting the drift on the, for the guard on the other side. So it's more, it's still a team concept. Um, but whereas they're getting like that individual skill development, it falls it falls heavily, I think maybe, I don't know if you guys had any GAs, but it falls heavily on the GAs because of that 20-hour limit, right? So the guys, it's all voluntary work at the end of the day. So the guys that want to get shots in before practice, after practice, in between classes, I call it the breakfast club, coming in at 7 a.m. in the morning with me, right? Maybe it's later at night. 
that's when guys are, are getting better and you can lock in. And it's, it's having a routine, especially in the season. Like Cody Toppert says, we're just watering the plants. We're just brushing our teeth. And, you know, you're getting 150 makes, you know, 200 makes of maybe it, it's spot shooting, right? Um, maybe it's, you know, coming off a middle ball screen, you know, getting to your floater, one dribble pull up. It's just solid. It's just the simple action that you're going to get in the game. Maybe we're repping, maybe getting some extra ball handling into passing. Because um, I think passing is one of the most underskilled uh, parts of the game, uh, especially for guys' weak hands. Um, being able to throw a left-hand hook pass or a left-hand drift pass, like, that's that's tough. But when it comes to the offseason, like, that's when you can kind of, you know, really have a plan for them. But it's simple. It's maximizing their role at the end of the day. And I think that's – we're not – I don't have – like you said, there's not a – a ton of cones and we're doing all this catch the cone in the air finish or like some of this crazy stuff where it's like four or five different moves. Like I'll watch some stuff on Instagram. It's like, when is that guy ever going to do that? Yeah, that like, I'd like to see, like show me the film. And I think a lot of guys in the, in the quote unquote training businesses, they don't watch enough film. They don't see how simple the game really is. I saw a stat uh, or I heard a stat on, uh, on somebody else's podcast was like 80% of the shots in college basketball last year without like the makes were off two bounces or less. That's 80% of the shots. So majority is, is catch and shoot, catch and rip, right? There's going to be one or two guys that's really, you know, making plays or coming off ball screen. Yeah. Right? And, and, and see to me like that, that's, that's so important for players to understand. And that's why if I ever have a kid in the gym, whether that's a high school kid, college kid, a pro kid, I'll tell people, come watch, you know, cause I'll be the first to admit, I don't do a good enough job with video stuff because I mean, I, I'll be honest. I just have no, I have no need to do it. You know, if you want to see a workout of mine, come, come to the gym. You know, my, my workouts open to anybody, but if not, you're probably, I mean, occasionally I may hire someone to come in and, and, you know, get some content, get some footage, but that's very rare. You know, like you're not going to see much film of my workouts because it's boring. Like, do you want to see film or, uh, you know, content and and video and cool little edits of jab steps and like one dribble pull-ups and two dribble pull-ups and floaters? Like, do you want to see that? Like, no. If I posted a video of that on Instagram, I'm getting 200 views and 50 likes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not getting and, – and that's fine. You know, I, I'm just saying that when people reach out to me and they ask me, you know, what it's like. You know, I, like for example, I work with um, the second all-time leading scorer in the state of Ohio. He's going to uh, West Liberty. He's probably one of the best shooters, you know, this, the state has ever seen. I mean, the kid could stroke it. And we've been working together for, you know, roughly four years now. So I really, you talking about earlier about like that case study with that, you know, with, with that WNBA player. And, and to me, that's kind of him, you know, that was like my test balloon. You know, that was, let me see how good I am at this. You know, let me see Mm -hmm. if I can really help develop a player. And, you know, 3000 some points later, (laughs) you know, he's behind John Diebler, you know, in the state of Ohio, but his game was, you know, like you said, he was a shooter. You know, he's going to catch it, and he, was, he needed to learn how to put it on the floor one or two times. He needed a floater. 
You know, he needed things like that. He didn't need, like, you you know, a high ball screen every possession. He didn't need, you know, a nine-dribble iso move. He just didn't need it. And that's not to knock anyone, but I just wish that more people would understand, you know, what really takes place during these workouts. It's not what it's cracked up to be. And even the guys that do a great job that have video, they're showing you the highlights of that workout. You know, so they're going to show you that cool you know, ball screen read, but they're not going to show you the, the 300 spot jumpers or the, you know, 50 pin downs or the 50 flare screens or, you know, the 50 come off a ball screen and just shoot it. You know, they're not going to show you that because that's not, you know, that's not attractive. And that's why I wanted you just to kind of mention what really goes on. Cause I tell kids all the time, guys, we literally would do jump stop finishes <laughs> in like our pre-practice, you know, we would do, you know, same hand, same foot layup. We would do come off a ball screen and just shoot it. You know, we don't have to snake it. We don't have to. I saw a tweet the other day about all these high school guys learning how to snake a ball screen and they never do it in a game. When have you ever been to a high school game? And I'm not saying never, but when have you ever been to a high school game where they play drop coverage and that guard is able to snake the screen? Hardly ever <laughs> because, yeah, because high school teams don't even, I'll be honest, a lot of high schools probably don't even know, you know, what a drop coverage is. You know what I mean? Like, and that's not, again, that's not the hate or throw shade. That's just the fact, you know, that's a fact. They're not, they're, what they're going to do is they're probably going to just switch it. <laughs> oh, ball screen, switch, switch. Or now, they'll, they'll hard hedge it a little bit and, and then he'll get back. Exactly. They, they're very rarely going to ice it or, you know, play drop. And that's why when I see high school kids, you know, doing that, or even better, when you see young kids like seventh graders, why are we doing that? You know, like that kid needs to be able to learn how to jump stop and shot fake and then lay it in. You know, like yeah. that's why I love getting other people on, though, that'll kind of back that. And so people aren't like, oh, you're just, you know, you're just saying that that's really how it is. You know what I mean? It's very simple and it's not very fun. It's very boring. But if you want to be a good player, that's what you have to do. And I guess to like to add on it, it's not what you like. Obviously, the concept, it might be, quote unquote, boring or it might be, quote unquote, simple. So it's not what you do. It's how you do it. It's the pace you do it. That it's how efficient you are with it. Right. So like for me, it's like. You know, you, you'll have block training or you'll have, you know, scripted training where you're telling them what to do, right? But how do you add decision-making in there? So it's a simple read or it's a simple concept, right? But how can you add a level of decision-making? So if, I, if say, it's, it's just you and me working out and I'm, and, and I'm the big, right, and you're the point guard, mm. right? I set a, a, you know, a high middle ball screen for you or a step up. Read me. If I call dive, what kind of pass is that going to be, right? Pocket pass. If I pop... I'm calling pop. You got to the hook. So now you're adding a decision-making element to it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, you know, obviously if you can add more bodies, you can even go deeper into that decision-making concept. That's just like a simple thing. You know, if we're, if we're doing some type of shooting drill, we got to make five out of seven. We got to make five in a row. We got to make two in a row to get out. Right. So now it's a simple concept or it's a, it's a simple part of the game, but you're challenging, challenging their competitive instinct and that's when I think you can bring guys, you know, competitive fire out of them. Yeah, it's there's a lot of details in the simple. 
Yeah. You know, like, like there's a lot of details in the simple. And like you were mentioned, adding those reads and, and something, John Giesbrecht, he's a guy I had on. He's a player development coach over cool. in Canada. And he mentioned the idea of adding like complexity, like, like making it more complex, you know, adding that extra layer, like you said, that read or that. So that might be, I'm, I'm happy you said that because that's a good point. That might be a simple, you know, idea or a concept, but there's a lot of detail that goes into it. You know, like I, I was going to tweet something the other day about I, I was in the gym with a, uh, a seventh grader and we spent probably, I'd say maybe 30, 35 minutes on one dribble pull-ups, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I was going to say, does that make me a bad coach that I spent that much time, you know, on that? It depends who you ask. You know, it depends who, you know, what do you think? Because, oh, that's a waste. Why would you spend that much time on it? Like, it should be just dribble one time and shoot it. No, but how are we stepping? Are we going one, two inside foot? You know, make sure that ball hits the floor at the good at the right time. You know, things like that, that all plays into it. Is the pickup, you know, is the pickup smooth? Are you fumbling the ball? You know, like, that all plays a part. And it's an, a, a basic idea but there's a lot of details that go into it. And to me, that's just kind of what separates the, the good ones from the bad ones. You know, that's, there's no really better way to put it. Exactly. And like you hit it on the head, like um, as far as like coming into the paint, right, and jump stopping, a lot of guys will, will, will come downhill and they'll leave their feet in, in good college programs, that's a charge, yep. right? So being able to come down, either jumps up on two or like that Villanova stride step where you're, you're playing off that, like kind of like that Rondo one, two. Mm-hmm. And now I have an option. So I can, if someone's feeling behind me, I can play back or now I got cutters and you know, something as simple as that, the, like the, the type of finishing, like we're getting downhill, like you said, same hand, same foot. Maybe it's the inside finish. Maybe it's a, a one, two, I'm getting into the fender and I'm, and I'm, you know, extending away. Right. Maybe I, it's a reverse. So like, it's like you said, the simple, but it's adding all the extra details. And what I wanted to add as well is, um, like I talked about before, the layered actions, right, is those simple, the, the simple concepts, right? I might have a player come down off a, you know, a high middle ball screen, right? Shift the big who's in a flat finish, right? Or, or just play it. Like if I come off the flat, here's me, I'm playing the flat, attack me, right? Crossover jab, in and out. However you want to finish, be a basketball player, finish. Right. That's kind of like the, the reading it and really playing it. Right. All right. Now you got to jam out to the corner, sprint out to the corner, read my clothes out. Right. If, if I hit you and I don't even close out shot, if I'm flying at you and I leave my feet, it's probably a shot fake sidestep. So you're reading a closeout essentially. Now I'm telling you, all right, shot goes up. Now we're going right into a DHO. Right. I might say he went under. If he went under automatic rescreen. If I say over the top, over the top, right. You're taking that DHO, right. He's on your hip and you're, flying off into a floater, pull-up, whatever it may be. And the last one, I sprint, touch, half-court, trail three, shot. So you got four different shots, four different reads, all all in one series. You're getting – A, you're getting them in shape, right, because you're getting – and you're getting the competitive juices full. All right, you got to make – I'm only going to let you do this drill, you know, four times or four times. We got to get – we got to make nine. We gotta, you got to get a total of nine makes within this drill. Yep. Right. So w- when you're putting a number to it, when you're adding that level of decision making, when you're adding that that change in rhythm, you know, that's when the simple, like you said, becomes complex and becomes even more detailed. Right. Hey. And once you are, you got nine. Prove it. Knock these two free throws down. Yep. You don't. Then you have some type of consequences. So it's 
it's adding those competitive elements to the simple that I think takes the workout to another level. And I think it's guys to buy in and that's what they like. And that's, I think that's how the NBA does it a lot. And I stole this from Cody Topper, um, who's obviously with Memphis now was originally with the Phoenix Suns, Nick Friedman. That's the philosophy that I personally steal from. And we'll like, we'll implement with our own guys because like you said, it, it, it takes that simple, the, what happens all the time and it takes it to another level without it being gimmicky with all of the crazy stuff, you know, I feel like that's the most efficient workout in my opinion. Yeah. And, and, and you said that, and I'm the same way. I, I like that layer, that layer approach. I, I've been big on that because to me that also isn't, it kind of breaks the repetition too, you know, like, cause that could become, you know, very repetitive, you know, unfortunately basketball is all about repetition, you know, like, uh, unfortunately, fortunately, however you want to put it, because I understand that could get boring. Like, I, I'm not saying that, you know, you have to be super happy every day, you know, to come in and shoot, you know, 200, 100 pull-ups uh, that there's going to be days where you're feeling it days where you're not. But if you can break that, you know, if you can, like you mentioned that layered approach, that one dribble pull up, but then sprint opposite corner for a catch and shoot. And then you got a dribble, you know, like you said, a DHO. And then you got this, you know, that, that kind of breaks that, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to just stand at the same spot and, and mm-hmm. shoot, you know, 20 shots. I want to break it up. And that's, yeah. and that's, like I said, I think that's kind of where you go from A to B and where you could really take your game, you know, to the next level as far as decision making, complexity, you know, all things like that. But yeah. not. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I got one more question for you. So something I always like to end with. For sure. So something just to kind of get you to think a little bit. So what, what's one non-negotiable thing that, that you do every day? You know, and not basketball. You know, obviously, you know, basketball is what we do, what we love. But kind of something away from that. You know, you're big into the personal development, working out, things like that. So just kind of something you have to do. It could be like a habit, a routine maybe, something big, something small. Just something you have to make sure you do every day, you know, before you, you know, your head hits the pillow every night. My faith. It's, 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 it's a, it's a big thing for me. I, I unfortunately went through a really tough time. My senior year at Kansas, uh, I was just in a dark space and, you know, throughout my year at Kansas, I wasn't really close. I was, you know, grew up in the Catholic church. Um, but never like, never felt like how, how does God's word connect with my own life? And it wasn't until I got a, a hold of Inky Johnson, who's an incredible motivational speaker. Um, who's also kind of a Christian background. And then uh, a guy by the name of Matt, uh, Pastor Michael Todd of Transformation Church. Um, those guys really helped me get out of my dark space and like give me an overall greater perspective on things. And so every day, like when, during my workout, I don't listen to, I kind of stop listening to, like music can almost be repetitive too. And it's like, you know, I'm tired of listening to the same songs over and over. How can I feel my brain? Obviously, I turned to podcasts like yours. Like I loved your your podcast with uh, Coach Chambers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out them. Um, but uh, Transformation Church obviously has a podcast, and they're also on YouTube. And I'll just listen to that just to kind of get my word of the day, um, and just you know, kind of get. I feel like I got my, I get my day started off right, and it kind of helps me with my workout. I, I he's uh, Pastor Todd is like full of energy. Uh, you know, he's, he's he's a black pastor, but he's, it's a multi ethnic church and. He just kind of gets you going uh, and fills you, uh, you know, with the word of God and um, kind of just gets your mind right. 
And I've, I've been trying to really, especially during this time while, while I'm here, by my, I'm just by myself, you know, here in Athens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't know, no, my, my fa- I have, thankfully, I have family in, all the way in Atlanta, but, you know, obviously in Athens, I'm by myself. My girlfriend isn't here with me. You know, my mom and dad are all the way in Chicago. So I got to find my way to like stay disciplined in terms of my faith and whatnot. And every day in the office, that 10 minute drive, you know, I, I have my quiet time. I, I, you know, I have my, things that I express gratitude to, uh, you know, to the man upstairs. And, uh, you know, a big part of my prayer is how can I help? Like, obviously I, I pray for the people that are in need, but it's like, God, how can you use me to help somebody else? You bless me in unsurmountable ways. Like you, you took me as somebody who was a videographer, somebody who was okay at hoops, you know, in high school. And, you know, I'm, I'm here with my, my office next to coach Creens, you know, at the university of Georgia, like there, there you couldn't, have, you couldn't, have, if I, if you looked, to, if you were to look at me at my senior year at Canes, so I was going through that dark time. It's like, no, I would have said you're lying. Like no way. Um, and so I have to, I, I have to do that every single day. I have to express gratitude and I have to say, how can I be a blessing to somebody else? Cause God, you, you, you blessed me immensely. You know, how can I help somebody else? Whether it's my family you know, whether it's it's it's, a, it's somebody like you that I consider a friend, um, or 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 the you know the stranger or homeless man on the street, what can I do to to better impact their life? And it and it's it's helped me incredibly. Uh, like I said, as far as my perspective, uh, and I encourage everyone to dive into their faith or dive into something that you know really gives them a positive uh, outlook on life and how they can how they can help others and give back and pay it forward. So that's my non that's that's my non-negotiable and then i also it's it's a funny thing but i have to have my 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 smoothie like i can't eat eggs like i said like i I can't eat eggs i can't eat eggs and sausage anymore like i have my spinach my berries my frozen banana uh my protein powder that's and i just feel better with the smoothie in me i know i got good nutrients and ready to go so my faith and my smoothie those are my (laughs) Those are my non-negotiables for the I, day. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, hey, you know, Coach, I, I appreciate you, you know, hopping on here. I'm I'm really, really happy we were able to connect. Um, I'm looking forward to staying connected with you yeah. um, for sure. Um, if if you wouldn't mind, kind of tell people where to find you on social media. Like I, I was touching on, you know, you're a really good follow. So definitely, you know, everyone should go give, you know, Coach a follow and uh, – kind of catch up with them and see what he got going on i you know i'm really excited to see kind of what you do and kind of watch your you know your journey grow and develop so kind of throw those uh throw those ads out there so people know where to find you yeah so um obviously my name is super hard Fusilero. <laughs> it's a mouthful so uh when i was doing videos with mac irvin i'm like uh, mac irvin the fire Fusilero, fuse so i like, light the fuse so that was kind of like my thing coming up in high school. So my at name is at lit fuse, L I T F U S E with the underscore at the end. Um, that's, that's been my account since I was like 15 years old and it's, it's kind of stuck. People call me fuse. People call me Pete. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of what I go by. So yeah, Twitter, Instagram, uh, on Facebook as well. Just my first and last name. Um, on YouTube, I have a, a account. If you just type in like lit fuse productions or, my first and last name, you can find me on there, but yeah, always happy to, to reach out and, and talk hoop and, and just share whatever I can. But like Anthony, I'm, I'm somebody still learn, still have so much to learn. Um, 
and, and just thankful to be here and, and thankful to you know help anybody I can. So, you know, and thanks again for, for having me on. This was awesome. Uh, appreciate you letting me uh, kind of speak my two cents on some things. But I learned a lot from you as well and just in your journey too. So I'm looking forward to staying in touch, more FaceTimes, you know, yep. talking more player development stuff. So Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely, it. Coach. I appreciate you definitely staying in touch. Yep. Perfect, bro. We'll talk soon, okay? Absolutely. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pew Podcast. If you guys want to know when new episodes come out, head over to the Apple Podcast app, subscribe to the podcast, and while you're there, leave us a review. That would help the podcast grow tremendously, and I'd really appreciate it. Lastly, make sure you guys are following me on all social media. So Twitter, I am at Anthony underscore Pew2. And Instagram, I'm at Anthony Pew2. And that's Pew, P-U-G-H. I appreciate your guys' support, and we'll catch you in the next one.